When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DeAndre Hopkins could be cut. That's what we're hearing. I, I don't know if I buy it, but the Cardinals are reportedly maybe going to consider cutting DeAndre Hopkins. I'll talk about that and more. Dalvin Cook had quote-unquote successful shoulder surgery. Is he on the move? Will he be traded? Will the team keep him? Does the surgery complicate a trade or release? It certainly does. We'll talk about that and more. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. FantasyFootballShow.com Studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? My name is Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. We've got... A lot of topics to discuss today, and we're going to open up the phone lines per usual and take all of your phone calls, answer all your questions, and talk about the fantasy football 2023 season, baby. We got Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins news to discuss first, so let's get right into that. Let's hit the news desk. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Yeah, buddies. Okay, Dalvin Cook. So let's start off with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, according to NFL Network, is making excellent progress in his recovery from off-season shoulder surgery. Now, sometimes people say, Smitty, are you a doctor? Are you a doctor? Are you an MD? And I have to say no. I have to say negative. Negative, Ghost Rider. I'm not a doctor, but I've been doing this long enough. Part of me wonders if I should take the exam if there even is an exam. Okay, let me tell you something about Dalvin Cook's shoulder. There's no fixing Dalvin Cook's shoulder. I saw a report by Ian Rappaport said that should take care of it. No, 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 sir. No, no, no. Where's? Let me grab a piece of paper and illustrate what's going on with Dalvin Cook's shoulder. I've done this before. I'll do it again. I'll continue to do it. The labrum, essentially, if you look at the ball and socket, here's the socket, here's the ball, and your shoulder... There is just enough room for this ball and socket to pretty much slip out. It, it, you know, it can go in and out. The, the the labrum is essentially a seal. Think of it like almost like a, a rubber seal that kind of keeps this ball in that socket. And it's a thick enough seal that it keeps it really, really nice and snug. As you start to rip that labrum, there's only so much repairing you can do. Now, I'm being a little bit negative on Dalvin Cook's shoulder, but I'm going to spin this back around in a positive direction in a minute, so hang tight. But this labrum, you could almost, to, to illustrate it a little bit better, we'll say that this paper is the labrum, okay? And this is the ball and socket. And essentially, that labrum's keeping that ball in the socket. What's happening is Dalvin Cook, through many different tears, has tore this labrum up. Now, as you can see... When you tear, let's say, the labrum in this example, there's that situation there where if this ball and socket's angled just the right way, it'll slip out. He's tore this thing so many times all over. You could only piece this thing together so much. 
Dalvin, that's why Dalvin Cook's shoulder keeps coming out of socket. He's had upwards of, I don't know how many sh shoulder surgeries. I'm not even joking. It's not even like four. It's not even five. It's upwards of so many more shoulder surgeries. And the bottom line is this. He's a warrior, though. He's a warrior. There are other players that suffer this injury, and they don't go back out onto the field. Now, granted, they're worried about their shoulder, okay? They're worried about the longevity. Devil Cook isn't. He go, He puts a jacket on, goes out there, he puts a flak jacket on, goes out there with this thing held together with a jacket, with an actual uh, a white jacket that's underneath his jersey that's real tight and snug. And when this guy gets tossed footballs, it's like you don't even know. He's like this. And he's running, and he does great with it. I mean, as long as he can go on the field, he's not torn an ACL or torn a, a meniscus or separated his well, separated his shoulder bad enough to where there's like no way to even put the thing back in its socket without having surgery. That then he's going back out onto the field. Now the question is, how much how much mileage does Dalvin Cook have left in the tank? Based on let, let me let me give you an objective look at this, okay? Because if we, if we look at Dalvin Cook's how old he is. We look at that comparatively to all the other running backs we say are on the decline. He's entering his 28-year-old season. Because he's 27 right now. His birthday's August 10th. He's entering his 28-year-old season. That falls right in line with what we're talking about with Eckler. Austin Eckler. Derrick Henry last year. Derrick Henry squeezed out one more year. It's it's more unlikely to squeeze out one more year at 28 years of age with the mileage that all three of these guys have had. We're talking about high volume guys getting tons and tons and tons of carries and tons of work. The, the likelihood, and Derrick Henry defied the odds for one year, but he's 29 this year, and the odds are even greater against Derrick Henry this year. Even if he starts off the year great. I don't want to hear, Smitty, it's week two, we did great. Like, I know, I expect Derrick Henry to, to blow up in week one, week two, week three. Pretty much, I'll draft Derrick Henry at the top of round three in any redraft league if I can have, if there's trading involved. And I can trade him away by, I don't know, week six, week seven, week eight, somewhere before the end of two months of play. I'm trading away Derrick Henry because that's when I expect him to fall off. He didn't drop off enough for me to worry about week one. Just like Eckler hasn't dropped off visually yet. So I'm not worried about week one. But what we're worried about is the, the historical significance of being 27 years old, 28 years old, and 29 years old. Because that's the territory where running backs are going to teeter-totter and fall off. Hit that like button on your way in the door. we got over 100 people in here. And 26 rookie number thumbs this is a rookie numbers we're dealing with 26 thumbs up punch that thumb up button for your boy smitty so i i have to tell you like i, I i'm excited about Derek. i'm excited about derrick henry austin eckler and cook in new environments i really am because derrick henry in tennessee with that bad offensive line no passing game awful awful situation eight man front after eight man front stacked boxes Every single time he goes out onto the field, Derrick Henry's going to get hurt a lot quicker in that. And hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. Environment with the, the situation and the cards that have been dealt to him uh, due to father time, 29 years old, stacked boxes, likely year of getting injured and not finishing the year. How is he going to do it in Tennessee? He's not. But if he gets traded to Buffalo, now we're talking. Maybe he gets salvaged a little bit. Maybe the, the way they use the running back there, he gets 900 yards instead of 14, 1,500. Oh, boo-hoo, because he's going to get 10, 12 touchdowns. He's going to get a, a, a much more, a big uptick in touchdowns, 10, 12 touchdowns on the ground. Maybe he's used two or 300 yards in the passing game, two or three more touchdowns. Maybe he scores 14 touchdowns in Buffalo, maybe 15 touchdowns on like 1,200, 1,300 total yards. And he somehow, somehow skates by and misses two games only in the middle of the year. That's how I envision Derrick Henry getting one more year. Same thing with Austin Eckler. I, I don't know that Austin Eckler can be a workhorse between the tackle running back for yet another year at his stature when he was never designed by uh, the fantasy heavens to actually go out there and be a between-the-tackle workhorse. Now, he takes care of his body like no one else in the NFL. Him and Christian McCaffrey both do. And so there's a, there's a thought that there's a percentage chance, maybe we'll call it 15 20% arbitrary number, totally making it up. But based on history, if it sounds about right to me. 20% chance that Austin Eckler can play uh, almost a full season, almost meaning every running back misses like one game, two games, not considering that a total bust unless it's week 16 and 17, then it's just like, good God, he fell apart at the wrong time, bust. But do I think Austin Eckler, if used properly in a different environment like Buffalo in Cincinnati, where they may run him a lot, but they probably throw to him a lot, and they probably do have somebody else take a lot of the carries, if you have Derrick Henry in Buffalo, Derrick Henry in Cincy, Derrick Henry in Chicago, and he might get run a lot in Chicago, maybe he does break in Chicago, but not as likely because he's not facing eight-man fronts. Teams are worried about where Justin Fields is. He's going to have open rushing lanes. So Chicago's much better than Tennessee, maybe a little bit more likely to get hurt in Chicago getting workhorse volume than in Buffalo getting spot duty along with a whole bunch more touchdowns or in Cincinnati where he's getting a lot of the work between the tackles, but maybe he does run for more touchdowns. Bottom line is movement is good. Now you could say Minnesota, they've been pretty good at Dalvin Cook, Smitty. What are you talking about? This is a, a, a more pass-heavy system. They came out of the gate in 2023 or 2022. They came right out of the gate and said, we're going to throw more than ever. And you saw it in, in Dalvin Cook's game. And if you owned him, you know what I'm talking about. He skated by sometimes. He'd be like, okay, where's Dalvin Cook? Where's Dalvin Cook? End of the game, he'd rip off a 40-yard run or something, salvage the year. But at the end of the day, Dalvin Cook was rather disappointing. If you look at his final, I don't know, let's see, weeks 11 through 19. So all the way into the playoffs, the guy didn't have one single 100-yard game. And he didn't have one single touchdown in the final one, two, three, four, five games. And he only had two touchdowns in six, seven, eight, nine, the last nine games on the ground. He did have one receiving touchdown. I believe that was in week, uh, in week 15, but that was it. And it's not like he's getting a huge uptick in receiving production. He did have one 95-yard game I believe that was the week he had the touchdown. Yeah, in week uh, week 15 against the the Indianapolis Colts. But aside from that game, it's 13 yards, 17 yards, 0, 10 yards, 13 yards, minus 3 yards, 14 yards, 0 yards, 27 yards, 9 yards, 30 yards, 6 yards, 
27 yards, 10 yards, 0 yards, 19, 18. I read off every single receiving stat line he had. They've gone heavier wide receiver, or sorry, heavier passing, uh, heavier passing attack, less running, but they're not involving Dalvin Cook. He's getting phased out a little. So Minnesota is not the place you want him. They don't even really want him there. And I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they used him a whole lot less in 2023 and they start using Alexander Madison at a, a tune of Tony Pollard production versus Zeke last year if we're talking ratios. And yes, this is live. Your boy Smitty's just on a rant right now. JCIM first in the building. JCIM says best part of Monday is having the show back. Appreciate you. Swaggy in the building. Mr. Random in the building. Uh, uh, God, I, I still can't. I still can't remember how I say your, your name. Taif? Taif? I, I'm sorry, bro. Um, help me out. Help me out. Give me the pronunciation. Give me a real easy way to pronounce your name. Because I, I keep saying it wrong, I think. Big O. Ben in the house. Golf in the house. D-Class, what's up, everybody? File on in. Mike G, what's going on? Bella, check yourself. File on in. Appreciate everybody being here. Bruce in the building. Brucey, hey, prayers up for Ron Navy. Ron Navy to the moon. I believe getting out of surgery or was out of surgery. He had his back surgery today. Two different big things going on in the back. They aren't tiny little surgeries. This is a big deal. So prayer emojis for Ron Navy. A couple Ron Navy emojis can get dropped. That wouldn't help. And hopefully we hear from him. Maybe he's in the chat. I don't know. Uh, but but back to back to the point here. Dalvin Cook is going to lose a lot of touches to Alexander Madison, who they just signed to a, a $7 million two-year two deal, which isn't like the craziest deal in the world. But it's enough to say they're probably going to potentially maybe roll with Madison. It, it, and they could draft Bijan Robinson, Minnesota. A lot of people say that. Minnesota Vikings could potentially look to, to trade up from the 23 pick. Or if Bijan fell to the 23 pick, they could certainly take him if they traded Dalvin Cook away. If their intentions were to trade Dalvin Cook away. Now here's the thing on Dalvin Cook though. As far as a trade, as far as a, a release... There were some thoughts that, Dal that Dalvin Cook could get released in 2023, but this, this surgery presents a problem because whenever a player is having surgery and can't pass a physical, there's an injury clause that usually gets kicked into gear. And that's an extra $2 million that the Vikings would lose if they cut him. Uh, Cook is scheduled to make $10.4 million this season, but the Vikings could save $7.9 million if they were to release Dalvin Cook. If he passed a physical, some running back needy teams could entertain a trade. I'm reading this from CBS. Yeah, it, it. I don't think he gets cut. He can't get cut. He's got to pass a physical. So Dalvin Cook's not getting cut. Dalvin Cook getting traded is certainly a possibility. That the surgery and the positive reports, which we know, we know that they could only be so positive on Dalvin Cook's shoulder. That shoulder, King Touch shoulders, in better shape than Dalvin Cook's shoulder. If you took if you took King Tut out of his museum art piece that he's sitting in right now and you did an MRI on his shoulder, it would look better than Dalvin Cook's shoulder. I don't care what anybody's saying. Ian Rappaport earlier saying this will fix the problem. No, it won't. That ball and socket is coming out anytime he gets a love tap without that flak jacket on. But with the jacket on, I mean the dude plays pretty well. So I'm not too I'm not too worried about it. I'm more worried about the mileage adding up and being in Minnesota. It's not a good fit for him anymore. I don't think they want him there anymore. 
He's got some off-the-field issues that never really got resolved, but never really got brought back up. I just wonder if a team like Cincinnati, like Chicago, like the Eagles, any of these squads wouldn't be served Buffalo very well to trade for Dalvin Cook. I'd use a second rounder. I wouldn't care, but something tells me you could get rid of a third and a fourth or a couple thirds and get them very, very, very easily. And if I'm Buffalo, why would you not do it? Why would you not take a chance on Dalvin Cook? Even if he played, let's say, four games, missed a couple games, came back. As long as he's there for the playoffs, guess what? You have a a, a, a leg up on the Kansas City Chiefs, finally, if you're the Buffalo Bills. You have your bro- the brothers together, Dalvin and James. Can you imagine that? fighting over the job, they probably would enjoy it. And Dalvin's getting to the point in his career where I bet you anything he's okay splitting time with his brother and getting 900 yards and 10 touchdowns. And honestly, I'd rather have that than the uncertainty of Dalvin getting hurt, not lasting, in Minnesota, falling, failing, watching Madison come in and do the thing, same thing, get, get a lot of the work. I'm just not feeling it. Not to mention, this team might go after Bijan if he's there at 20. Three, three overall. I don't know that he will be. He shouldn't be there, but we. this is the NFL draft. Anything can happen. Dalvin Cook, we'll talk about him in a minute. Hang tight on that. DeAndre Hopkins, this one's a, a, a crazy one. Got Brandon dropping a $10 wad on the screen. To the moon. All $10 haulers get a, a, a to the moon flight. So thank you, Brandon, for being an absolute monster. And Brandon says, Smitty, here, while I drink a little bit of my prime, because my my throat is already getting dry, I'm already losing my voice because I talk more than anybody I've ever met in my life. I get that. I know that. Here, let me let let the computer read your super chat, Brandon. Appreciate you dropping this amazing wad on screen, my man. Here we go. Brandon's super chat, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon Friedrichs, who purchased $9.99 from Brandon Friedrichs. Smitty trade question. Yeah. Give up the 11 overall and my 7 rounder to get the 6 overall pick. Current setup is 2 firsts, 2 thirds, 2 fives, a 6 and 7 round pick. Redraft loge 1 QB loge 2 RB2 WR1 TE1 flex. Give up the 11th overall in my 7 round rounder to get the 6 overall. Give up my uh, 11th overall and my 7th rounder. For the six overall. Yeah, I mean, I, I look. Um, well, that's tough because I mean, eleven and seven. I mean, what what if you want Bijan anyway at eleven? So if you're gonna just move up from, you know, I, I don't know. Like if if we look at uh, this is from the the Superflex video. Let me just use this since we got it already already uh, used and filled. So let's just say from, you know, this is round one, two, three, four. This guy at 11, it just depends on who you think you're going to take. If you're going to take Bijan, you're going to get him anyway. So why give up this seventh rounder? And the seventh rounder could be pretty valuable. It's not, it's kind of where the drop-off happens. So I'm not too worried about getting rid of the seventh rounder. But at the same time, it's like, who you taking? Who you taking at number, what was it, seven? Seven and 11 were the, the difference. Uh, I suppose you might, you're not getting JJ, you're not getting Jamar Chase. Um, what's going on with the camera here? You're not getting JJ, you're not getting Jamar Chase. So I'm kind of feeling like, I don't know, 
Can you give up your 8th rounder? That one I really don't care about too much. This one I just wonder if like... Right here, Drake London falls into this territory. Uh, Watson falls into this territory. So you're not missing out on them necessarily. Uh, you know, I don't know. Pacheco falls sometimes into these territories. It is a pretty significant player to give up. This, I think this is where a big drop-off happens. But it just depends on who you're going to get. If you're going Tyreek Hill, you know, do, do you really like Tyreek Hill over Garrett Wilson? Do you really like a running back here? Over Bijan, I, I don't know that there's a big difference. I feel like it's not a bad trade. I just don't know if it's the trade to make. So I'm probably going to say pass, but it's not a big deal. I mean, it, it, I'd probably say pass, though. Appreciate you dropping that uh, super chat. Let me know if you got a follow-up. Um, okay, so, so DeAndre Hopkins potentially uh, could get cut. What, what, where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? Um, it's coming from NBC Sports. I mean, it's coming from Sports Illustrated. I just don't know if I buy it. I don't know if I feel like the Cardinals would be willing to 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 cut DeAndre Hopkins. Now, let me repeat, re, uh, read this report. If Hopkins is cut, it's possible the Cardinals would look to cut him as a post-June 1 designation, which would save $19.45 million against the cap for the season. Entering his 31-year-old season, Hopkins would undoubtedly have a strong market in the free, in free agency. They're thinking basically this report anyway that the the market's so bad for Hopkins given the asking price of the Arizona Cardinals and they're asking essentially what we've heard is they want Christian McCaffrey you know cost of trade which was a, a second a third and a fourth. I don't think that they expect to really get that. That's probably their high asking price. But even if they were to get a second rounder, I don't know why a team wouldn't do that. Because you control your own destiny. If he's a free agent, then he's competing. You're competing with all these other teams to get him if, let's say, you're the Buffalo Bills. Right now, you can get him for a second rounder. Right now, the Bears could get him for a second rounder. You know, if, I guess if you don't want to make this trade, but you kind of do, but you kind of don't, you maybe wait and see what happens. And if you're Chicago, maybe you just come in and you say, uh, hey, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and, and bring in DeAndre Hopkins, who's a free agent, if he is cut. And he probably wants to play with Fields, a mobile quarterback. We've got Ron Navy on the line. Ron Navy, how was your surgery, buddy? Hey, I survived. Are you on? Are you hopped up on on pain meds right now? Percocet. Are you? I'm surprised you were able to to dial in. Well, I just got situated in the recliner, and who knows? I might actually. Uh, if I go silent, then you'll know I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, you might be our our fifth, uh, fourth or fifth person, fourth fourth person to fall asleep on the phone line. I think fourth or fifth. Yeah. So everything go well? You feel good? Did they everything successful? Surgery? Yeah, everything went well except uh, I set my alarm for like three forty five and didn't hear it go off. And I was supposed to be there at five. Woke up and it was like. Three thirty or four thirty nine. <laughs> well, and so we had to rush around, jump in the car, forgot the phone, <laughs> get over there. It was about five eighteen, but I was still good to go. So awesome. Well, glad I'm glad it worked out well, Ron. We're just talking DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Dalvin Cook, um, 
And uh, reporters, Hopkins could get cut. He could be a post designate, designated post one June June one cut, uh, similar to yeah. Zeke Elliott to save the money uh, about nineteen point four five million million dollars. It's possible if the trade market's not there, and the Cardinals are rebuilding, and they certainly are. He could get cut. I just didn't think this is crazy. Lamar no market. Hopkins no market. I don't need, I don't even get it. I mean, CMC barely had a market last year via trade, and look how dumb that looks for teams that just acted like that wasn't a good move. It's it's crazy to me. The NFL, the way they value these draft picks is is asinine, just ridiculous. Hopkins is so worth the second round pick, which the Cardinals would eventually surrender to save that that save money. To to it's just a, a really good move for the Cardinals since they can't win anyway. Buffalo not giving up a second rounder. Chicago not giving up a second rounder. Um, I don't understand it. Even if I was Cincy, if I was a contender at all, I would want Hopkins. I'm not saying we want that for Jamar Chase. I don't want Hopkins there for Jamar. But if I'm Joe, for Joe Burrow, we do. And if you're Joe Burrow, you want Hopkins there. If you're a Bengal fan, you want Hopkins there. Why, why on earth wouldn't they take a stab? I don't even get it. And, and if, if you're going to wait, uh, we'll wait and see. You run the risk of having all this competition to, to pull him in. When you control destiny in your hands, you can give up a second rounder right right now for him. I don't get it. But uh, certainly a risk to be cut. Dalvin Cook, shoulder surgery went well. You and Dalvin, both in, both having successful surgeries. Congratulations. He, he's, yeah. He's your new buddy. Your new surgery buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God. Well, the road is so sore right now. Yeah, Ron, relax. Because I put a breathing tube. Yeah, breathing tube. You need and, to you uh, need to get off the phone, Ron. You you need to relax. You need to relax. You run. No, a, I am. I'm good. You had a breathing tube. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah, they they put a breathing tube down me and and stuff like that. I mean, I don't remember any of it, of course, but um, you might not remember um, this. The worst part. Well, I'll remember. That. I should remember this. Um. You have fifty dollars, Ron. Part about it, huh? <laughs> Everybody, borrow money from Ron. He won't remember this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. go ahead. That's funny, but no, the, the um, everything went great. He uh, took out the cyst that was in there, and 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 um, I guess took out some ligaments. And oh boy, and. Uh, it was a couple of different things. It was over a three-hour surgery. Yeah. But he said it went it went fine. He told the wife that you know everything went great. I, I go in there for the surgery and he starts singing. This is a, he comes in the room and he starts singing "Happy Surgery Day" to you. <laughs> like, you should you should have told him to get burrowed. You should have sung yeah. him. You should have sung him the uh, Brees Hall song. Yeah. He knows Burrow. I mean, that's where they all they all work on the pro athletes there at Andrews. So you get burrowed. He knows those. Guys. He did surgery on um, on uh, Medcalf. Nice. And, and, I, bet it, and I bet it took several like, different. I bet it took several surgeons to have surgery on DK Metcalf. How's okay. it How's it going over there? <laughs> how's so, it going over there on the other side the of DK? They put a dang catheter in me. Oh, Ron. And 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 so I get up and I go to take a leak and it's like pissing razor blades. Uh, Hurts so bad. 
Ron, 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 you need to you need to rest, okay? I'm gonna hang up on you because I want you to rest. You you listen in. Uh, I'm not I'm not letting you uh, waste your voice and, and all your energy. I'm I'm standing. I'm putting I my am. foot down. I'm putting your I'm putting my foot down. Call in again sporadically, but you're I, not. I waited. I waited. I waited. I got all my stuff situated, and I waited to call in to be able to. To, all right. To, to all right. At, at, at least rest your voice. So hang tight. Let's go over to Stephen from Massachusetts. Stephen, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, my man? Uh, I, I'm I'm good, bro. What's up? I'm good too. I'm good too, man. Uh, uh, spend my spend my weekend watching watching some the good old wrestling. Uh, now I have to hear uh, what Smitty has to say. So I figured I'd give him a call and talk to him about uh, this DeAndre Hopkins news. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. To be honest with you, I feel like uh, I feel like they shouldn't release him. I feel like it's ridiculous to not try and trade him and just I, I and keep you know keep working the working the maneuvers. A lot a lot of people, you know, don't want to surrender a twenty twenty three first rounder. So maybe the Cardinals just reset expectations, trade him for a twenty twenty four. But I don't know. I, releasing him seems like such a waste, and I, I hate that teams are just sitting there going. We're going to take him as soon as he gets released. But, again, I don't understand why a team like Buffalo wouldn't say, you know, screw a second rounder. Let's just give it up and go get Hopkins now while we can control the narrative here instead of waiting for him to hit free agency. And then everybody can have a crack at him. So, I don't know. I But but it sounds like it's a legit concern, if you're concerned about it, if you're a Cardinal fan, concerned that he's just going to get outright cut because it saves 19.45 mil. No, uh, Smitty, I know that you uh, you live out in uh, Arizona, but uh, uh, do you like follow like any of like the, like the beat reporters? Like, is is uh, are they? Is it because of like their asking price that they're just asking I mean, for, like, a, for like a, a higher thing, and and like teams are just not saying no? And then is it is it is this like from like DeAndre Hopkins himself that like he's trying to push like to get out of there? Is that is that like no? Why it, he's, like, is that I mean, why they can they can just cut him? He's requested or, or a trade like that. And to answer your question, yes, I follow. I mean, I go I go live whenever news breaks, so of course I'm following yep. all the reports. Um, but but yeah, Hopkins is he's wanting out. He's also been very polite about it. He's been very professional about it to some extent. You know, hey, are, you know, when asked, are you wanting out? He's like, look, I'm a cardinal right now. Therefore, I respect. You know, this is where I play. It's, it's so many words, um, which was cool of him to say. But then he did request a trade or request to talk to other teams. Doesn't sound like it's going well. Which is why this report surfacing, but bro, it is smoke season. This is a Sports Illustrated reporter that says some teams uh, uh, believe the Cardinals could cut DeAndre Hopkins. So it says right there, some some teams believe. Oh, okay. You know, so we don't really know. It makes sense from a so- financial standpoint if he doesn't get moved or traded, which it does match up a little bit that there's no there's no buzz at all on a team wanting to acquire Hopkins at a at a near the asking price the Cardinals are asking for so it, it's it's, yep. this, it's people putting pieces together but there's nothing definitive so, yet so so uh I'm sorry because I read that wrong so it sounds like sounds like what it is is that Cardinals are putting like their asking price out there and some of these teams high. they don't want to budge because 
because they're almost like putting like the Cardinals at, uh, they think that if the Cardinals don't get like what they want, that they're just going to cut them instead of like keep them. Is, yeah. Is what you're trying to say. What, and, what you're, say what, okay. and what I'm trying to say is if I'm the Bills, why would you want to play that game? Because now you're competing with everybody else when you can just control your destiny, give up a, maybe you give up a third, a couple third rounders, whatever. It's worth it for Hopkins if you're Buffalo. It's worth it for Hopkins, even if you're Cincy, which we would hate for Jamar Chase, but we love it for Burrow and you love it as a Bengal fan. And you you know Burrow Burrow would to the moon with Hopkins on top of what he has already. Um, one of the biggest knocks on on Burrow. This is not a negative on Burrow. You could say the same thing if Diggs went down. You could say the same thing about a lot of quarterbacks. If AJ Brown went down, you could say it about Jalen Hurts. But one of the biggest things is that if Higgins or Chase and they both have missed some time recently, once if one of them is out, it is a little easier to contain the Bengals' offense, and it, is, it does have Burrow producing a little less fantasy football production. Now, granted, the offensive mm-hmm. line is being improved a ton this offseason, so I think that'll also help if, let's say, Chase missed two or three games or Higgins missed two or three games. I think, ultimately, Chase needs to be on the field. Chase is the one that's tied directly to Burrow in some sense of having the monster, monster games. But you put Hopkins on that team... I mean, uh, th- like, that's a difference maker. Like, if you go get Derrick Henry, that's a difference maker. You go get Hopkins, you're talking about maybe being the favorite to win the Super Bowl in 2023 from by a lot of people's account. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Ron, we'll go back to Ron. And we're we're going we're gonna to be, we're going to play Ron about 10 to 15 snaps today. We're not putting him in the full game. Ron, yeah. Hopkins uh, in, in Cincinnati... Don't you think that would be not good for Chase, but overall, everybody else would be good for Bengals, Burrow. I mean, obviously bad for Higgins, too, but. I think it would probably be worse for Higgins than Chase. Chase is going to get used no matter what. Yeah, I think it would be great for for Chase because it's just going to even open them up more because now they got they – got, uh, Hopkins to worry about and cover too. So, um, I think it's good for Chase. D Town says you sound like Denny. I got a couple. You're like the inverse of Denny right now. Um, I mm. think he sounds he sounds pretty clear. Ron sounds pretty clear. I don't think you're you're not saying anything any gibberish, Ron. So don't worry about that. Ten dollar hauler from William. William says, "What's up, Ron Navy eighty? What's Ron's what? What's Ron Navy's ADP now? Um, fast recovery, <laughs> brother. Thanks." Brother Smitty for everything. Wild Bill. Wild Bill. I didn't know this is Wild Bill here. <laughs> Wild Bill Hillcock. It makes sense. Uh, Wild Bill. Appreciate you, pal. Call in if you want. Thank you for the super chat. Wild Bill sending you to the moon like I do anybody anybody that drops a $10 holler. Um, yeah, I we'll see on this Hopkins thing. Whoops, wrong, wrong screen. Uh, anybody want to call in? Call in. Steven, what else you got? Uh, just a couple couple things, because uh, I know I don't know if you uh, got to cover this today yet. Uh, did you? Uh, first thing was um, I I, uh, I don't know if you saw that uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Adam Schefter said this morning that uh, Baltimore Ravens offered uh, yep. Lamar Jackson a contract. I, I think they, oh. I think it was he. Uh, they're saying now that he only wants one year, fifteen million. I didn't know if you saw that. And then um, the the other piece of news that was trying to break today was uh, the Tennessee Titans uh, trying to trade up to the number three spot with Arizona. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of rumors going around. Also, Odell Beckham Jr. was reportedly offered a, a trade by the – or offered a deal by the Ravens, um, which was inter- interesting. 
and that might be you know similar to the Lamar Jackson or, or ties to the Lamar Jackson rumors. Um, I think they're actively, the Ravens are actively trying to to make offers with Lamar or have been. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is thought to be seeking 15 million on a one year deal, and so uh, let me put this report up on the Ravens and, and Odell real quickly first. All right. It's right here. So uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the Ravens have made an offer to Odell Beckham Jr. So you got to wonder how how that's tied to the Lamar Jackson situa- situation. But um, tough to say, like, you know, what's legit. There's not a whole lot of buzz on that one. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find anything specific that I can pull up on screen here. But I mean, they're constantly in communication with Lamar Jackson. They've been trying to to offer him deals. I'm sure that it went quiet for a little bit. Um, let's see here. Yeah, the last report by ESPN was that uh, he isn't demanding a fully guaranteed contract, just a guaranteed portion of it that's larger than Deshaun Watson's, which a lot of people balk at and think isn't going to happen. But if if Joe Burrow, who's potentially going to get a new deal might be right after the NFL draft. Could be before, but I doubt before. It could be, though. You never know. But if, if Burrow gets a $500 million deal, $500 million, 50 mil a year, it's going to be it's gonna be pretty hard for anybody to justify because that guaranteed money is going to be above Deshaun Watson's, I, I believe. It's going to be pretty hard... Granted, it'll be on a longer contract, but it's going to be pretty hard to say that Lamar Jackson's getting over 200, at least 200 million guaranteed is going to be a ridiculous asking price. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, there's certainly a bunch of buzz around that now. Nothing super concrete, though. Um, Let me pull up uh, Ian Rappaport and see if there's anything this second on on Lamar, but I don't see anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no. It, it seems like they're they want to, maybe they're trying to keep him if they want to go after Odell. Because they, they said that uh, the teams that are likely to get Odell is the Ravens and the Jets. And then uh, I think they also said that the Rams might be trying to go after him too. Uh, yeah. Trying to bring him back. And as for the Lamar stuff, there's nothing being reported concretely on it. Nothing from any sources I trust. You know. Right. Not yet. But what, but, but, but doesn't shock. Do doesn't shock me that they're trying to negotiate with them still, but there's nothing, nothing that like any of the big dogs are reporting on at all. All right. I was going to say, what do you think about uh, the like that, that news with Tennessee trying to trade with Arizona? Because I think Arizona's trying to trade up that three to take a yeah, quarterback. There, there are a lot of teams. That, a lot of teams are going to try, try and get that three pick. It's the best pick in the dra- draft right now that's available. Panthers probably won't trade their pick. I, I don't think they will. They've been very, very excited about the quarterback prospects and the prospecting. So the, I've, I, people have said they want to trade down. I guess all BS. Maybe someone floated mm-hmm. it to see if they could get an offer they can't refuse just to see. You know, like if I was a if I was an owner at one, I guess I would be like, well, leak it. Let's see if somebody comes knocking down our door and, you know, whatever. But uh, the Texans aren't trading down. The Panthers aren't trading down. Unless something crazy happens. So the Cardinals have the best draft pick in the NFL draft that's available. And part of me thinks it's going to be a a during the draft trade. Because I think ultimately, think about it from like the Falcons perspective. Or if you're even the Raiders. The Raiders are looking hardcore into these quarterbacks. And they just signed Jimmy Jimmy G. 
Uh, but if you're, let's say, the the Titans or you're the New England Patriots, you're Bill Belichick even on the clock, you're the Falcons, you're the Lions, whoever, and you're like, we would go get Anthony Richardson, but what if he's not there? We don't like Bryce Young. He's too small. Like, not it's not crazy to think a couple of these teams don't want Bryce Young because Bryce Young is, yeah. to some people, the size isn't a problem. So to other people, it is a problem. So... If if you're going to trade for that three pick and you only love two quarterbacks, you're going to wait. So let's say Anthony Richardson falls, and I think he will. I think it probably at this point it could change. My 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 opinion could change drastically, very quickly. But it probably goes Stroud, Bryce Young, and if it goes Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson's going to be sitting there. I hope the Cardinals. I wish the Cardinals would take him, but they're not going to take him. But if the Cardinals trade that pick to the Falcons or whatever, it's going to be a that team saying, "Oh God, he's there! Go, let's go get him!" And then, it, then it's a, a draft day trade. Now something could happen ahead of time. Maybe a team loves yeah. all three of the quarterbacks, so then that way they, they would want to go after it ahead of time. But part of me wonders, what if the Cardinals don't trade it at all? Which is going to be crazy. And they're not going to take a quarterback based on what Gannon said about Kyler. And the Colts get Anthony Richardson at four. That's going to be pretty cool. Okay. What do you? What are they? What are they? So. If they do, like, if the Cardinals do, because I know that that's like your that's your team. If they do, uh, they do trade out of that three spot. Is there someone? Are you? Is there somebody? Is there a prospect that you're hearing that, that they like and, and that they think that if they trade, that they can still get that guy? Is, is uh, are you hearing anything about that? Um, there's all kinds of rumors. There's you know JSN rumors. There's um, defensive players, offensive line. There's there's rumors all over the place. There's nothing. Nothing concretely being released. There's no there's no idea. The, the Cardinals haven't said, oh, we're going after a wide receiver. It's all spec. 100% okay. spec. But, right. but but you know, Card- Cardinals taking JSM would be smart. Especially if you're getting rid of Hopkins, you know. You start planning, yeah. you start planning yeah, that, for that. That's what I would do. Could you, I mean, you think about it... Uh, yeah, all, like, their number one receiver is going to be Rondell Moore, right? So, so uh, I, I think they're pretty sure that they got rid of well, Rondell Anderson, too. No, they got Hollywood Brown. Oh, that's not fine. Oh, okay. Sorry. I forgot, um, about, forget, forget about him. Yeah, Bella, check yourself. $5 holler. Appreciate that $5 holler, pal. I'm going to send you to the moon just because you're a, a boss. And uh, let's see. What, what does the super chat say? It says... Whoops. Todd Bowles says he wants Rashad to be a three-down back. I was going to do a video on this. I haven't done it yet. Um, but, yeah, he's potentially looking to Rashad White to become a third-down back or a three-down back. And that's going to be that's gonna be really good, assuming he escapes the NFL draft. We hear teams say things like, oh, Sam Howell is going to be the starter. And then you're like, well, if Sam Howell gets beat out. So be it, you know, the next week. So I, I, I got, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I want him to escape the NFL draft. I want him to escape Cream Hunt, who I know some people think isn't a threat at all. I do. I think Cream Hunt would be a threat. But I, I think if he escapes the NFL draft and he's the main guy, I mean, good Lord, we loved him last year. He was on, on the Moon Man list last year. Does anybody think we're not going to be all behind? I'm not saying you, Bella. Uh, uh, we're all going to be amped up and ready to, to rumble with Rashad White in 2023. Uh, just a, a impressive player. Good receiver. Got amazing hands. Probably the best receiving back in the entire draft class, to be honest. 
and and he's such a great space navigator. And I know that I know the, the pardon the pun with all the space references we do, but literally when he's out there in open field, kept catching a football and turning up field, he literally navigates to these open planes and spaces like nobody and slips three or four potential tackles and falls forward about four or five yards further than anybody else would. So he's just a very creative uh, yardage getter. And I think that we talked about this on our Zoom call um, on Sunday. How much do we love Baker Mayfield in Tampa? Well, we don't love Baker Mayfield in Tampa at all, so I wouldn't say how much we love it. How much do we despise it? Do we feel like there's a, a world where Baker actually delivers and Quite honestly, on the Zoom call, by the time we were done with it, I started convincing myself um, not not loving... Someone said I missed another Super Chat. Not loving Baker, but not hating as much as I originally did. We got a $20 hauler from Nate. Hold on a second. I got to get to this one real quickly, and then I'll continue on this topic because I want to keep going there. Uh, wasn't able to make it. Let's let's read this off with the computer while I get the the funds ready to disperse. Nate Benson purchased twenty dollars from Nate Ben. Wasn't able to make it live to your fields to the moon show. Just want to let you know I couldn't agree more, Smitty. He's third on my QB board this season after Hertz and Mahomes. Easy lead winner with what the Bears are doing. Yeah. So if you, can you guys hear that? Okay. Is that is that loud and clear with the computer reading that off? Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, what, what about everybody else in the in the chat? Were you, were you able to hear that very, very clearly? Thank you, uh, Cop Watch, for for reminding me about that super chat. Thank you. Sometimes I miss them when they go by fast. Uh, thank you, Nate. Nate. Nate to the moon. First of all, okay. To the moon. Second of all, Nate, you get a little a little rain dance here. Um, where's my? There we go. Can you guys hear that? Okay. All right. Here we go. Nate, this one's for you, pal. We don't have the uh, rain machine fixed yet. It broke again. We d- we fired off so much. <sighs> okay, where was that? Thank you, Nate Dog. Appreciate you. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about uh, couldn't agree more. He's third quarterback on your board. Hurts and Mahomes, easy league winner. Definitely feel like Fields is t- to the moon. Just straight to the moon. I love that people are doubting Fields. I don't know why. The weirdest thing about Fields is that his ADP, Ron, is the third quarterback off the board. Whenever we do an underdog draft, he's the third quarterback off the board, yet it doesn't compute or feel like it's parallel with the vibes you get when you talk about fields. Because it's like, all it takes is, you know, two or three, four people in a draft to love fields for him to go third, right? With the way that everything falls. But at the same time, it's like, it feels like it's 40% like doubt in fields being even a top five quarterback by some people. It's crazy. I don't understand the disconnect. Good talk, Ron. I think Ron's asleep. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's asleep, ladies and gentlemen. He's asleep. (laughs) We got our, we've got our, what is that? Is that number five? Steven, is that our fifth person to sleep on the phone line, or is that our fourth? We got Isaac, Rockout, and the Bruce. So this is number four. Congratulations. Ron Navy, the fourth sleeper. 
the fourth <laughs> sleeper, no pun intended, on the Fantasy Football Show. I can't hear. Let's see if we can hear. Let's see if we can hear him snore. Hold on. I don't hear him snore. He's probably smart enough that he muted it before he started <laughs> to fade. Uh, that tricky Ron. Uh, but yeah, lo- love it, Nate. I can't. I can't figure out why there's the disconnect between all the doubters and him still going third. It's crazy. I mean, we know why. It just takes one or two people. But but. Uh, yeah, Ron, Ron calling and post up. I knew he it was too much for him. I, I could tell. And so I wanted to, but it's okay. He he. I tucked him in. He's wanting to hear sweet, the fantasy football show whispers in his ear while he's all he's all perked up and and on the on the recliner. Uh Bella, to get back to this, bro, I'm telling you this right now. I'm telling you this right now. Rashad White, you're gonna see me get behind Rashad White again, like I did last year if he escapes the NFL draft. I, and it's not that I'm not behind him now. His ADP is pretty reasonable. So, like, I'm not avoiding him by any means. But I'm not, like, promoting him as a monster win a league player yet because he needs to escape the NFL draft. If he escapes the NFL draft where teams love to take running backs in the second, third, and fourth round that shouldn't be there, I, we'll be we'll be celebrating Rashad White season because this guy's got all the tools. And as I was saying, Baker Mayfield, as we talked about it on the Sunday Zoom call, and if anybody wants to be a, a YouTube exclusive member and get on those Sunday Zoom calls, um, it's the $9.99 YouTube exclusive membership. And if you don't want that, I just dropped the link. If you don't want that, get the $1.99 and support the channel. Get the green name. Get the all the emojis. I just dropped that link in the live chat. It's also in the description of every video to be a YouTube exclusive member. But on the $9.99 a month Zoom calls we do every Sunday, we talked about Baker and the honest truth is, like, Baker's not, he's not great, but he did prove to do pretty well in L.A. in obviously a very short window of time. And I know he failed everywhere else he went, but he's proven to have a good arm. Like, he's got a good arm. Maybe he's not a great decision maker, but he's got a good arm. And he's got a defense, two very good wide receivers, and a good running back. Let's see what he can do. I'm kind of okay with with maybe where Rashad White is. I, you know, maybe it's the perfect combination of being able to move the chains, but you know, playing from behind in the third and fourth quarter enough to get him the football and throw him the football, get him some PPR work. So maybe it just works out just perfectly. I don't know, Stephen. What are your what are your thoughts, Stephen, on uh, Rashad White? I think it would depend on uh, the play of Baker Mayfield. I, I know that uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, he also had the what we thought was the elite weapons when he was in Cleveland, when he had Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb, uh, Austin Hooper. But, I mean, I know Austin Hooper really wasn't anything, but he had Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, too. And uh, I know that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they still put together some good fantasy seasons. So, if Rashad White is that guy, I think he'd be okay. I think the only problem with him too is uh, how the Tampa Bay offensive line is going to uh, shake up. So I, I think with wasn't it like last year? I think they had like a couple injuries on the offensive line. If those guys come back healthy, then maybe uh, Rashad White could end up having uh, a decent year. If like you talked about, they don't bring anybody else in because I don't think they really have anybody. I think it's just Rashad White, uh, Tishon uh, Bond, and uh, is Giovanni Bernard still on the team or did they get rid of him? Uh, no one knows. Yeah, <laughs> he's one of those guys where nobody really knows. Is he in the league? Really? 
Uh, hold on. That's a guy when when Galloway or when uh, Galloway when uh, Kenny Galladay was cut. It was like, oh my yeah. god, oh my god, that guy's still in the league. Hey, East Coast Taddy gifted uh, five exclusive memberships. Taddy, I'm sorry, I just saw it. Taddy to the moon. Appreciate you, Taddy, gifting exclusive memberships galore. This guy, uh, and I think we got another super chat here. Hold on, let me go find this. If I missed any, please let me know. Kevin dropping one. If Tampa Bay drafts Hennon Hooker, Baker is good, a, a good bridge. Correct. And, and you know that's a, it's a great point, and it's a good landing spot. Hennon Hooker is a really good quarterback prospect who had an ACL tear, and that's the only reason he's falling probably as far as he is. If Hennon Hooker didn't have the ACL tear, we'd probably be looking at, if I had to guess. A, a dog fight for the fourth quarterback, the fourth drafted quarterback in Levis and Hennon Hooker. We wouldn't have this like, oh, Hennon Hooker is by far the number four quarterback in the rookie class. We'd be having a discussion. And some say he's even higher than that. So if he was to go to Tampa, that would be a pretty good fit. And, and maybe he ends up getting a job by midseason. And he is some sort of bridge. So I like that take. Thank you, Kevin, for the super chat. Appreciate you. Thank you for the topic, Bella. Check yourself. The phone line's open. If anybody else wants to jump in on the phone, uh, appreciate you all for dropping the super chats. Nate Dog dropping the big wad. William, thank you. Uh, Wild Bill for dropping that super chat. Thank you, Ron Navy, for sleeping on the phone. Uh, Brandon, appreciate your super chat as well at the beginning of the show. Um, dial in. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Ron, you there? He's still out. He's still passed out. We'll leave him on the line. He's he he was smart though. He muted himself. I know he did. Let's let's listen. Yeah, he muted himself. Smart man. Smart man. He he's probably right now while he's muted, he's probably going. <laughs> Just we have no idea. Uh, Taddy to the moon. Taddy to the moon. East the Coast moon. Taddy to the moon. Straight to the moon. Uh, li- you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Uh, who am I talking to? Talking to Fitzy. How you doing? Fitzy. What's up, Fitzy? Uh, hold, hold on. We got Frankie on the line. We got we got Steven. We got Fitzy. I'll, we... I'll mute it. My bad. Guys. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Uh, let's go to and then we got we got let's go to Fitzy first. Fitzy, go ahead. Um, well, I was going to talk about. I think DeAndre Hopkins could be a Patriot because if he's cut, I think the Patriots are willing to give him, you know, most of the contract that he's cut for. It could could so, be. Um, and and I don't know if you remember me saying back that if the Patriots are going to go after Lamar after the draft, which it's not a lock, but it's certainly a possibility. Especially I mean, with Kraft, yeah. Especially with Kraft saying it's up to Bill, <laughs> you know. And what right. you think Bill's gonna tell anybody? You think if you went up to Bill and said, "Bill, are no. you are you getting Lamar?" He he look at you like this. Bill's not even telling his wife. What yeah, Bill. Bill doesn't even know his wife. Bill hasn't seen his no. wife in three weeks. He, you think he's no. gonna tell anybody else what he's doing? He doesn't tell anybody anything. No. He doesn't tell people when he's taking a leak. <laughs> he just no, leave, missing true. from the field like he, this guy doesn't tell anybody anything 
Um, so, Bill. I mean, I don't. That could be a good thing and a bad thing. You know, you keep your cards close, but also a bad thing. You know, people don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So, Bill, so what I've said from the from from pre- previous shows is that I would love for the Patriots with this, you know, with this number uh, 14 overall pick to either go JSN. Or, or they 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 go get Hopkins via trade. I think personally, I if I'm a Patriots fan. I don't think I'm the only one in the chat. I want them to take a tackle at 14 and sign that, Hopkins. That that's would be fine. the ideal. That, that's yeah. That's where I was. That's where I was. But going. if we take if we take JSN and not get Hopkins, I wouldn't be mad. It's that, just if we got Hopkins and a tackle. You know, the that's line is boasted, and Stevenson would have a good season, and he's gonna have a good season no matter what. But. Um, yeah, that's where I'm going with this. So if the if JSN gets taken at 14, then you know you could go after Hopkins too, too if you wanted. But you're not using this 14 overall pick in the 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 offer sheet acquisition of of Lamar. You you wait till the draft's over. That's no. why Bill's being quiet. Yeah. You use it on JSN or a tackle, whatever you want, and then you, right. you go get Hopkins via via trade. Honestly, so you don't run the risk of not having him. But if let's say I mean, so, so be it. He's a free agent. You bring him in. You pay overpay him over what anybody else is going to pay him, and you tell him Lamar's coming. Lamar's coming, right. and he'd want to play with Lamar so bad. This guy plays with mobile quarterbacks. That's all he's played with. He's either playing with Fields or Lamar or or uh, Josh Allen. Watson. I almost I almost feel like you never know what could happen. But money talks. But I really do envision him playing with Lamar. Fields or Josh Allen because they're mobile quarterbacks. That's what he's used to. Right. Right. And I feel like in a Patriot system, Lamar Jackson would be a lot better um, of a thrower. I feel like they would really dial it in. That's just me, but. Um, yeah. Hey, because you know, uh, we got the big tight ends. We got Gesicki. Uh, and fit, we got Hunter Henry. Fitzy, hang tight real quick. Uh, Dakota, you're live. Hello? Oh, hey, Doc. Hey, Dr. Schmitty. How are you doing? What's up, Dakota? Uh, since you're talking about Rashad, I figured I'd ask about uh, Miles Sanders. Um, he's also uh, talking about being a, a three-down back um, and maybe some more reception work. So I was curious what you thought about him. I know the offensive line isn't uh, up to Philly standards, but I thought maybe it's a good spot for him. Yeah, you know, you know, it's not bad. Miles Sanders, that 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 line, the staff, um, it's a pretty darn good location, all in all. Um, I have to admit, I don't, I don't love Miles Sanders, but I feel like Miles Sanders is probably going to have a much better season than I anticipate. You know, that I anticipate he will, or I anticipated he would, he would before that trade. Like I wasn't a huge fan of Miles Sanders. But I feel like this is a good location. This is they couldn't be a better location for him. So we'll see what happens. I mean, he's definitely gonna have the opportunity. They seem to love him. I think that he's been a victim of the usage of the running back and how Philly uses RBs. And maybe it's a cautionary tale to us all that wish Bijan to go to Philly. We wish Gibbs to go to Philly or Charbonnet to go to Philly when ultimately they do use their RBs similar to Buffalo. And that you can't predict it. It's kind of hard to to know what they're going to do with the RB. Uh, they have running quarterbacks in Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, so there's vulturing that takes place. 
this might be uh, maybe we maybe I miscalculated how good Miles Sanders can really be. And and even he would say, "Hey, do I take in fantasy?" I don't know if you remember. His response was, "I wouldn't even draft myself in fantasy." And everyone's like, "What? Like, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to get seven carries one game, two carries one game, or 15." And and really, he was just speaking the truth, and it was it was facts. We didn't know what he was gonna. He didn't know what he was gonna get. And the and the truth is maybe. We just have this tainted view of him, and I'm included of that bias, potentially. A tainted view of Sanders that he needs to reshape in my mind. And unfortunately, I feel like that's where I'm at. I need to see it. I don't feel like I'm ready to accept that he's just this top, you know, 15 running back yet. But could he be? Certainly. Um, It's a good topic, bro. I'm definitely not against him, but I find myself, it's very hard for me to draft him as a high-end running back, too. It's very hard for me to draft him as even a, depending on what other running backs are on the board. Like for some reason, I still want Gibbs and Charbonnet over this guy. And that means that I'm drafting Miles Sanders nowhere near round four, nowhere near round five. I'm still taking Drake London, Christian Watson, Kyle Pitts, uh, those guys over Miles Sanders. So I don't find myself owning him at all because he's going ahead of that value sometimes. So it just depends on where he's falling, bro. Gotcha. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned the vulturing. I've heard the opposite argument that when you got a good running quarterback, you know, the defense is uh, with the face. You know, they're looking at the quarterback and it helps the running back out. Case by case, my my friend. Totally depends on the yeah. offensive line. Totally depends on the play calls. Totally depends on so many things. I, I don't think there's a blanket way to, to label that. But, you know, it could it could be the case. Um, in some scenarios, but certainly your your offense has to be good enough. If you've got a vulturing quarterback, your offense has to be good. Look at Montgomery last year. Your offense has to be good enough to move the chains a lot to account for the offset of vultured touchdowns and opportunities. So in the case of fields running all over the place, vulturing without the offense being able to move the football down the field outside of that, you didn't have that, that happen in Chicago last year. So, you know, I think that, yeah, we'll see what happens with Miles. So it's a good, it's a good topic. Let's go to Frankie real quick. Frankie. Hey, what's up, Smith? What's up, Frankie? What, what do you want to talk about? Uh, you know me. I was calling to talk about the good news we got from Todd Bowles. Rashad. About about Rashad White. Yeah, Rashad White season, baby. Uh, we're, we're waiting to escape the draft. I know you know that's my stance. And once we do, and this was talk, uh, Belichick yourself just brought this topic up, so we already kind of hit it. So I'm going to ask you for a different topic. But certainly excited about what could be in store for Rashad White if he escapes the NFL draft, escapes free agency without any kind of Kareem Hunt signing. Um, Zeke Elliott could certainly yeah, we- hamper the situation a little bit. But Rashad White, We liked him last year for a reason. This isn't new to us to to be, you know, if there's opportunity, we will be there for it. All right. Um, You wanted a different topic? Yeah, what else you got? All right. Uh, What do you think the ceiling for uh, George Pickens could be? Uh, George Pickens' ceiling is a great question. I find myself when I try and do the 
triple wide receiver sleeper monster the fantasy football show my guys list of Alave <laughs> Watson and London or Garrett Wilson Alave Watson or Garrett Wilson London Alave whatever combination of those four Alave Garrett Wilson Watson in London those four absolute monsters moon men the moon men dropping loads in outer space Moon Men, I, I, I tell you. Moon Men, because London's on the list. Space Moses. Garrett Wilson, Alave, uh, Watson. These four monsters right here. Wilson, London, Watson, Alave. These are the guys. These are the guys. But Pickens is also on that list. And I find myself, when I miss out on getting three of these guys, that Pickens is a real nice replacement. And I feel pretty good about it at the end of the day when I'm looking at my team. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I feel like he's a, like a step below in terms of like how I feel, how much guarantee I feel that we're going to see what we're expecting. But it's still, he's still got the upside. The risk is a little higher, but the upside is still the same, is what I meant to say. So, so do I feel like I'd rather bank on London? Yeah. Would I rather bank on Watson? Yeah. Would I rather bank on Alave or Garrett Wilson? Yeah. But do I feel like with a little more risk of being what we think he could be? He's still got the same ceiling. He still could be a top like 10 wide receiver. I think he certainly could. He's an amazing route runner. And if if Pickett does evolve at all to the degree that the, the man sleeping on the phone line right now, Ron Navy expects, if even it's a fraction of what he's expecting in his dreams right now, is he's sleeping in the lazy boy on our phone line. He's sleep. Ron, you there? Yeah, because I, I feel, I feel like... You know, uh, all the, like Alave, um, Garrett Wilson, everybody's going to be uh, going after them guys. And I, I feel like if you if, if you go like running back early, and then with the third round maybe grab Burrow, and then in the later rounds like five through eight, you could just be chilling and snag pickings. And you know, he might end up being better than all of them, to be honest with you. Because there's, he's got a legitimate quarterback. There's tremendous upside in Pickens this year, and especially if you go wide receiver three shopping in his territory, his ADP territory. Like he's a fantastic third wide receiver. Whenever I do best ball drafts and I I build a certain way and then I circle back to my wide receiver three and I can't do what I said, get Alave, Garrett Wilson, and 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 Watson all all or London. Olave, Garrett Wilson, all on one team. He's the guy, the next guy you turn to and say, George Pickens, he, he could, he's got a little bit more risk of not being what we want him to be, but the same upside. That's the best way to describe it. it, it the, the risk isn't, it's like you could say, I, and I, the probably the most common thing I get from people when I, when I say that is, or when I talk anything about something along those lines is Smitty, Ritter, London's got no quarterback. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure that London and Pick and, and Ritter aren't going to be any. They're not going to be much different than Pickens and Pickett. Like I, I think Ritter's got an opportunity, and we already saw what Ritter's capable of doing with London. London at the end of the year, London had a very good finish of the year. So it's not like I'm all that concerned about London and Ritter. I would have loved for it to be Lamar, but guess what? We would have had to overpay for Lamar or for London if Lamar landed in in uh, Atlanta. So like in a in a sense it's a it's a pro and a con for Lamar to go to Atlanta. Could London still produce amazing numbers with Ritter? I think so. 
if you look at London at the end of the year last year, these are his final game. His final game log was was week 13 on. Okay, week 13, six catches for 95 yards. Then he had a bye week. Then seven receptions on 11 targets for 70 yards. Seven receptions for 96 yards. Five for 50, or five catches for 47. But then six receptions for 120. Like he finished really really strong at the end of the year. Didn't get the touchdowns. But I think the Falcons are going to work on that. I just think Ritter's got enough upside that we can expect London to shine even with a potential concern that could turn out to be an okay, you know, not too crazy of a concern. I, I also seen a lot of mocks, JSN getting mocked to Atlanta. Um, Which kind of makes sense because, you know, they want to help their quarterback out. I don't see that as much as... think if JSN was landing there. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't see that a ton, to be honest. Um, oops, I got rid of... Uh, somebody said... Uh, I just got rid of it. I'm sorry. Somebody said uh, rumors about the Raiders taking um, Richardson. Anthony Richardson. I, I mean, they're not going to get him unless they trade up. You know, so I, I don't. They're, they're, the reason there's rumors is because the, the Raiders, you know, worked them out. The Raiders are working out everybody. They clearly don't believe in Jimmy G because they're working out every one of the quarterbacks. So the Raiders, but there's no, they have zero chance. If they're going to trade up, maybe. They have zero chance of getting Anthony Richardson at seven overall. That's a pipe dream. I mean, he could, he could literally go one overall. There's a chance if he doesn't go number two, he does fall. Or if he doesn't go two and the Cardinals don't trade out, he could fall to four. But that would be, you know, a crazy circumstance. Or five. Like, if, let's say, the Cardinals don't trade out a three and they go with an offensive lineman or they go with a defensive player or whatever, JSN, let's say they get ballsy and they're not going to. But let's just say they do that. The Colts are going to take Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young, probably Bryce Young, and then Anthony Richardson falls to the Seahawks and they pounce on it. There's no way... And the Lions would even pounce on it. There's no way Anthony Richardson's falling to the Raiders number seven. I shouldn't say no way, but it feels extremely unlikely. Uh, real quickly, let me get these super chats out of the way. If Tampa Bay drafts Hennon Hooker, Baker is good. Oh, I already read that one. Thank you, Kevin. Russian collusion dropping a $10 wad on screen to the moon, my man. Russian. Russian says, Smitty, who is your top rookie tight end? It's Darnell Washington, the six foot seven absolute monster. That's my number one. I'm not saying I don't like Mayer. I'm not saying I don't like Kincaid. This is a really good rookie tight end class. We won't really know. Even I, the the, the tight end whisperer, pause. Even I won't know who the number one tight end is going to be for sure until after their rookie seasons because tight ends develop at the NFL level during their rookie season. And, and you can't fully know until, you can kind of guess, but it's going to be disappointing rookie years that have people down on them, and then you swoop in their sophomore years, and you say, guess what? I saw the flash that I needed from this rookie tight end. People will be disappointed that he didn't have a great rookie season, so he's going to be discounted because people don't understand the tight end position in, in, as it relates to rookies. Smitty, uh, let's see here. I keep going back and forth between Mayer, Kincaid, or do you like Musgrave? I like... I like I like uh, Mayer and Kincaid more than Musgrave, but I I think Darnell Washington is is a is a sleeper, big time sleeper. Uh, let's go real quickly. I'm gonna keep circling around the phone line so you'll get a chance to talk again. I got the Frankie, I got the Fitzy, I got the Dakota Dave. 
I've got a, a 214 caller on the line. Who is this? You're live. Hey, Shemini. Uh, you hear me? Yeah. Loud and clear. Uh, my name is Frank. Uh, first time caller. Love the show. What's up, Frank? Uh, I got a, hey, man, I got a dynasty question. So, I'm, I, I'm trying to get, I'm thinking of getting the 1.4. Um, this is uh, pretty much going to be Bryce Young or AR-15. I'm pretty much trying to send Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Like, I'm worried. I think, like, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen there. And I just feel like the upside with the rookies is better. But yep. should I stick with, like, Trey Lance or Brock Purdy? Because I hear there's a chance, like, Trey Lance might get traded. So I might end up with two QBs. But to me, I don't understand why the 49ers would even trade Trey Lance with the rookie contract. Should I just stick with them boys, or should I go for the rookie and the upside? No one knows the answer to this, no matter who you go to, just so you know. You go to me, you go to anybody, they're going to tell you, they, oh, this will happen, this will happen. No one knows. No one knows because Shanahan never, ever does what is logical, or sometimes this Niner quarterback room is never handled logically. So please don't listen to somebody as if it's gospel. Because no one knows. No one knows. Purdy might not be available till week four or five or six. He might be available week one or two. Uh, Darnold could start week one. And then you don't have Trey or Purdy. You know, so you have a higher risk going on here with Purdy's injury, with Trey's injury, with the quarterback controversy, with Purdy never returning to form in 2023 at all. Give me Anthony Richardson all day long over the, the combo. The combo over the combo. This right. is a this is a running quarterback in fantasy football, Anthony Richardson. That's gonna deliver. Even in a bad year, he's gonna deliver. So give me AR fifteen all day long over that scenario. As much as I like what Purdy did, we got no proof that he's gonna return to form at all. This is this. It could. It, 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 they did a what's called like a bridge technique, and, and a, it's like a, a, a basically bridging the. The tear um, instead of a full Tommy John, which full Tommy John, I don't know why you wouldn't do that when that is rumored to be a surgery that at, after about a year, you could be even stronger than before with your with your Tommy John UCL surgery. Now, maybe the bridge, uh, whatever technique they used on, and I don't know too much about it, ends up being a better situation, but I haven't heard that. I haven't heard it at all, so I'm skeptical. Okay, hey, hey, one more thing. Uh, on top of that, so I have the 101. You know who I'm going for on that one. Beasley. And so, and I got the 1.03. And so, I was already thinking AR. So, are you thinking if I do trade a, trade trade lands and get this 1.4, should I go all day for uh, Bryce Young? Wait, you have 1.3 or, or 1.4? So you have the you have the three and four then? Because you just said the 1.3. Then I you have, said. I have 1.1, 1.3, and I'm training for the 1.4 with Trey Lance. Like, I already have 1.1, 1.3. And who's your other quarterback? It's Superflex, clearly, right? You know, I got Hurts, baby. You got you, you got Hurts, and then no second quarterback in a two in a in a Superflex league, right? Well, I have Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so so I well, Sam Darnold might be the week one starter. So technically speaking, you might you might not have a quarterback. Uh, no. So uh, here's what I yeah, here's what I do. I go for the upside. Go get go get Richardson all day long. I trade those two, get that one point one point four. Uh, with the one point three, okay. 
Because Stroud probably goes before AR-15, I imagine, at 1.2. Unless that guy yeah, goes. I'm pretty, I've even talked to the guy that has the 1.2, and I'm pretty positive he's going Stroud. He's pretty much going to go wherever the Panthers go 1.1. I'm pretty sure it's Stroud. Yeah, well, they could go Anthony Richardson. You never know. But, but okay, they so, so here's, here's what I do. I take Bryce Young, depending on where he goes to, but I take Bryce Young if that happens. But I'm taking JSN and, and uh, Bijan or Gibbs and Bijan or Charbonnet and Bijan. We don't know if Gibbs, Charbonnet, or JSN is going to be the right pick for you until the landing spots. But, yeah. You're in a good spot, bro. You're in a real good spot. But should I trade the trade or should I yeah, wait? I'm, saying not, like, I'm talking about the 1.4. I don't, look, again, I take Anthony Richardson all day long over that situation. Well, I was already going to take him at 1.3, ain't going to lie. Like, I would, the pick I already got, I was going to take Bijan at 1.1. I was going to take AR at 1.3. And then I was just thinking, should I just stick with Trey Lance and Well, put it, this way, put it this way. Put it this way. Let's just say you take AR-15 at the 1.3, okay? I would rather I would get rid of Trey Lance and Brock Purdy when they're my third quarterback option for for JSN or Jameer Gibbs or Charbonnet in a heartbeat. Okay, really? Are you yeah. really believing a JSN like that? I mean, well, I, it depends on where he goes, but if you've already got your two quarterbacks on lock, I'm not. There's no. There's no way I. I don't care about that quarterback room. It's going to be a mess. I don't want anything to do with it. But you even know there's a chance the AR is sitting, so I might not even have a number two. Well, you, there's a chance that, that Sam Darnold starts week one. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was saying. I so don't Bryce Young with AR. Well, Bryce Young's going to... I know Bryce Young's going to start. Then go Bryce Young. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm, I want right. Bryce Young or AR. I want whatever quarterback, rookie quarterback, starting over the Niners situation. That's my point. Right. Okay. All right. Hey, hold on one second, okay. bro. Let's go over to uh, Bruce. The Bruce. You can you can stay on the phone hey. line, by the way. Yeah, Bruce. What's up, pal? Hey. I know this is kind of a weird one, but what do you think of that kid uh, from Georgia? He said, "I'm not visiting anyone outside of the top 10. Uh Who said that? Uh, what was this? Carter. The one was supposed to be the best player in the whole draft. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, he's... he said I'm not. But he said I'm not visiting anyone outside the top ten. What was? What's your opinion on that? I think it's a dumb stance. <laughs> I mean, I think I think Stroud and Anthony Richardson are visiting with teams that are outside the top ten. I mean, I, that's a dumb. That's a dumb move. I don't know that that Stroud is. I'm just kidding. But I mean, look, you're you're. Uh, this is the big boy stage, and you're already showing signs of, uh, I don't know. It's it's not totally uncommon for a guy that is, like, unquestioned. But when there's questions surrounding you, I think it's a dumb move. Cars just write 2023 season off and focus on 2024. Probably prime to a degree. They'll try and win. But if they, if they don't win, then yeah, then that's the direction they're headed. But they'll try and win and keep afloat until Kyler gets back. Especially if they draft like JSN and they somehow win like, let's say Kyler comes back week seven and they've got three wins. You know, they're going to go for it. But uh, What else you got, Brucey? Uh, what do you think of... Uh... KJ Yas, or do you think 
Because I've seen a couple mocks where the Vikings take another receiver, and then I'm like, they might sign someone in free agency. What do you think on KJ Osborne this year? Not a lot of good wide receivers left in free agency. I have not updated this next screen, so there have been some signings, but like Lazard's, he signed. Um, I don't know if I'm going to actually spend the time on this live stream to go through uh, this and put everybody in their in their place, but we we have uh, we have like Lazard signed. Um, I could put him over here. Let's just yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. He's he's gone. He's gone. Chark's gone. Um, maybe who's left? Like Odell, but he's not gonna go to Minnesota. I don't think Woods is is already gone. I'm just trying to put uh, put everybody in the corner here. Julio Jones. Uh, Richie James, Richie James would be, uh, I suppose, interesting. Mac Hall, Mac Holland signed with. Uh, where did Mac sign? I'm blanking out. Hollins, uh, where was it? Uh, uh, Falcons, right? Falcons, yeah, Falcons. Holland signed with the Falcons. So like you have like Julio, Richie James, and Odell as like the top options. And I, I don't know if I'm missing somebody off this list. But there's not there's nothing in free agency really left, bro. The the wide receiver pool for for wide receiver free agency was was very very slim. Um, but will they go after a wide receiver? Probably. Will they go after a big name wide receiver? I don't I don't know about that. You never know. I mean, Zay Flowers. What if Zay Flowers continues to fall, and he could be available at 23? You know, Quentin Johnson will be there potentially, maybe not. He could go as high as fifteen. Flowers could fall just because he's smaller. So certainly, that's who they've been saying uh, they're going to take. They flowers. Flowers would be uh, a phenomenal player, you know, for anybody. I don't know that I want him going there. I want him to go somewhere where he can be the number one. I wouldn't like him there at all. I want Zay to go somewhere like Chicago. You know, I know DJ Moore. DJ Moore is thought to be the number one there, and everyone loves him. But I think Zay would eventually become the number one there. Uh, another team they, that I think I'd rather have Zay Flowers go to uh, the uh, the Chargers at 21 overall. That would be phenomenal. I think he'd be the number one wide receiver before long. I could see Seattle going potentially Zay. I could see Seattle going maybe Jackson Smith and Jigbo, but he won't fall that far. But they could trade up for him. Zay Flowers to... Wouldn't shock me if he went to Pittsburgh, but I don't think they should be doing that. They should be addressing other positions. Ron, are you up yet, Ron? Ron Navy? I think he's still asleep. Uh, hold on. Hang tight there, Brucey. Let me get to the next caller. Uh, let's see here. I think we're on to Frankie. Oh, no, Muted Mario. Oh, Muted Mario hung up. Missed his, his time to shine. Um, let's go back to uh, Frankie. Frankie. Are you up yet, Ron? Hey, what's up? What's up, Frankie? How you doing? Um, what do you think about, where do you think Jordan Addison is going? Addison. Um, all those locations I just talked about, I think, are all in the cards for Addison as well. Maybe he goes to the Chargers. Maybe he goes to Seattle, potentially. Maybe he goes to New England. I don't want that unless they get Lamar. I really don't. 
I think if one of the rookie yeah. wide receivers, especially JSN, lands in New England and they don't get Lamar, it's going to be a bad situation for for his rookie year at least. Houston is for sure going to look at a, a, a RB. I'm sorry, a, a WR. You know, I I I think Houston getting one of the top two wide receivers is possible here. Um, to pair to pair Addison or J, JSN with the number two overall pick, the quarterback that they select is a it's a genius move, and it's what I would do. But I mean, Addison can go any any of those locations we spat off. Spat off. Kenny Pickett keeps uh, banging the table for him. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, do they, do you think they need a third wide? I mean, it wouldn't hurt, but I just think maybe. Well, they made a lot of moves in free agency. You know, fixing their defense, yeah. and their line. I could see him going tackle, but yeah. the tackles might be gone. <laughs> He might be gone top ten then, tackle. I don't really want Addison or Flowers or JSN to go to Pittsburgh because, I mean, we, we want Pickens to get the lion's share of the yeah, work. Bro. Tough to say, though, bro. All right, uh, Fitzy, what else you got, Fitzy? Uh, I got a question. So you were talking about Miles Sanders earlier. Mm-hmm. Or uh, somebody brought him up. Um I I would rather have Khalil Herbert over Miles Sanders. I would like your thoughts. I know right now their ADPs are, you know, not similar. So Khalil Herbert's a few rounds later, I think. Uh yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm more excited about Khalil Herbert, but do I think he's in a better situation right now? I don't know. We don't know cuz the Chicago Bears are a big threat to draft a running back. They're a big threat, agree, to, but, threat to trade for uh, one, too, or you sign know, if you look at If you look at Miles Sanders, you know, if he couldn't be the great, you know, running back uh, he quote-unquote is in, you know, Philadelphia, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, that offensive line is top tier yeah, but in we, Philadelphia. But we mapped out why that probably was. He didn't get, I know, you, you know, know, Hertz is a rushing quarterback, but even before Hertz got there, I mean, he wasn't. You know, he's the had, running back you wanted. He's had moments, though. I'm, again, I'm not trying to defend Miles Sanders because I never drafted no, him. No, yeah, I know. I get that. But, but but I think if I was to defend him a little bit and say, let's at least see what happens or, or be open-minded to it. But I still don't find myself drafting him. Just caveat. I don't. But, but I think they didn't use the RB consistently at all in Philly. And that's a concern. Like I said, are we should we be all this excited about... Bijan going to the Philadelphia Eagles when I think they would use him if they spent that draft capital on him. I think they would. And the offensive line is amazing. But Miles Sanders said, don't draft him in fantasy because they don't use me consistently. And they didn't. They'd use Boston Scott. They'd use Gainwell. They'd rotate through those guys like crazy, man. And I, 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 you know, is there a reason why? Is that what you're maybe alluding to? Is maybe, maybe he didn't gain the, the confidence of the coaching staff? Maybe, but they use a committee. So, I mean, maybe Miles right. Sanders just lights it up. But do I think he'll stay healthy? Probably not. That's kind of one of my main concerns. Like, if he starts going yeah, and nuts. Like, and Carolina isn't even good. Like, their offensive line is subpar. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. I think Carolina is pretty solid. They got a decent line. They got a good coaching staff. They, they brought in some, I would call them mediocre to good pieces, like, but, but just across the board. So, it made them pretty competent. 
So I, I don't know. I, I think it could be a decent spot. I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see how it plays out. But again, if he's going in round five or six and I'm staring at London or Kyle Pitts or in round five or four or five, I'm looking at Watson. I'm looking at Jameer Gibbs in the fourth round. I, I just can't go Miles Sanders. So I never draft him. I'm, I'm with you in a sense. But I'm, I feel like I'm a little open-minded to see how it turns out. And I, I admit I'm coming in with a little bias that I at least recognize. But... We'll see. I, I don't trust him. That's for sure. I don't trust him. If he gets the volume, volume enough to do well, I believe that's a risk for him to get hurt, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's go back over to Ron Navy. It's still Ron Navy checking. Ron Navy, are you still asleep? I believe Ron Navy is still asleep. Dakota, you're up. Is Dakota asleep? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he did. What's up, Dakota? Uh, a couple of things. One, uh, since you said uh, on Miles Sanders, I don't know. I look at, like, the highlight films, and he seems incredibly talented. Gets through small holes, explosive. So, anyway, that's just my that's my take on him. Yeah, I, th- um, I think that's a good assessment. I mean, he's looked, he's had flashes of it. It's just a matter of, like, why didn't he excel? Well, if you believe it's running back by committee mentality then that explains it. If you believe it's because he can't put it all together for a long period of time, you know, game after game after game, then that, that explains it as well. But, uh, right. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge believer, but I'm also, like I said, willing to admit that I'm coming in with some bias that I can't shake free the, the stench of what happened, you know, owning him. And I didn't really even own him. I just watched him kind of not deliver year after year. And it kind of, I've always been kind of stay away from Miles Sanders kind of guy. I don't think I've ever supported Miles Sanders. It's it's just a committee, you know. I just think Bijan would be a little different. I think that they would run they would run Bijan. You know, you draft a guy at ten, which I don't think they necessarily will. But if they drafted him at ten, they're going to use him, and and that he's so good, you're going to want to get the football in his hands. Whereas Miles Sanders would do well, but he'd also have times where he wouldn't. He's just smaller too. You know, Bijan would be a beast. Right, right. Uh, one one other quick thing in uh, your uh, Burrow video yesterday, you were talking about how you know you'd rather have, say, uh, Mahomes in London versus uh, Trevor Lawrence, and I forgot who else you were mentioning as far as draft order. Yeah, and I was just wondering if if, if you're planning on or hoping to get Mahomes in say second round, shouldn't should, don't you want to take Kelsey first round if you can get him? I mean, those stack things, I don't believe that you have to stack anything ever, ever. Especially if you're not talking best ball. You're talking best ball, it's more advantageous. Uh, no, no. Yeah, it's more advantageous to stack in best ball than it is in just a regular, regular old fantasy football redraft league. There's pros and cons to stacking Kelsey and Mahomes because if they have a bad game, then you lose that week. But you don't have right. to do anything. Like, like, give me the scenario. If you go Mahomes here, you're saying take Kelsey in round one or you're at a disadvantage, right? But I, I say if you're taking Kelsey here, I mean, there, there's so many other players. Like, if you were to go Ty, Tyreek Hill, for example, I mean, I, that there's... there's And then and then you get a, a tight end like Friar Moose later. Like, you're... It's just... You compare apples to apples, there's arguments for both sides. I don't think there's any sort of, like... You need to go 
Travis Kelsey if you go Mahomes in, in a regular old draft. Oh, yeah. I guess I guess what I'm thinking more is taking Kelsey is kind of risky, I think. But if you think you're going to get Mahomes second round, I was figuring maybe, okay, that might be a smart move. I mean, it could be. It could be, but you'll be chasing running back and wide receiver the entire draft, which is okay. But, but like, let's say you go Kelsey here. You know, who's going to be your, your running back one in round three? And then you start forcing the position and not drafting the best player available. Because what happens if the best player available is wide receiver, wide receiver the next two rounds? I can almost guarantee you, you're going to be very influenced not to go best player available. But like if you got lucky and Brees Hall fell and you got lucky and Watson fell, I love this team. I love it. I right. love it. Absolutely love it. Brees Hall, Christian Watson, Kelsey Mahomes, fire. So it just, it just matters who falls. You know, you have to take a gamble right. though, going Kelsey and Mahomes, and then hope that you get a haul. What if your best player available is, I don't know, depends where your pick is, but it's certainly something you could right. do. You could go Gibbs here, you could go Charbonnet later. That's what I. That's what I was figuring. And then you go could get those guys later, and you could get a couple of the Moonmen uh, receivers yeah. like Watt. Yes. Yeah, so, so Kelsey, right. Mahomes, Alave, Gibbs, Charbonnet. I like it. There's just a hundred thousand ways to win. There's just that's what I was saying earlier when you said do you have to take Kelsey. I'm like, no, you don't have to do anything. You can do, you can go in a hundred thousand different directions. And anybody that says you should do this or should do that doesn't run away from that person and never watch their content again. Right. Because <laughs> there's there's just a hundred thousand ways it. to win. And, and sometimes you know what's funny is when somebody tells you what you should do and they don't even know if you're good at drafting a tight end in round one because it takes a certain skill set. Doesn't mean you're a mastermind at fantasy football if you're good at drafting Kelsey round one. But if you've never drafted tight end round one before, you might just like somebody playing fantasy football for the first time lose your first year trying it. And so, like it's it's an acquired taste. It takes a little bit of a different skill set. Again, not good or bad. Maybe that's all you do, and you're not good at drafting wide receiver, running back, and you just draft good tight end early. Like that's that doesn't make you better just because you're good at it, but. If, if an analyst is telling you the positional advantage for Kelsey in round one should not be overlooked, what if you aren't good at drafting tight end early? What if you've never done it before? You might suck at it, and you're going to fold like a chair in the third and fourth round when you're looking at best player available and you feel pressured to go Miles Sanders. <laughs> right. There's Miles. All right. Well, thanks for the advice, man. Yeah, uh, hang hang tight. We'll we'll probably wrap it up here in a in a second here, but let's let's jump over to uh, I don't know free for all. Who wants to talk? Hey, Smitty. Hey, Smitty. I got... oh, no, yeah, Stephen, go second. Uh, let's, yeah. let, let's let the other guy go first, then Stephen next. Go. Hey, Smitty. What do you think of uh, Jared Goff as like a QB two this year? Sure. Or is that like? Uh, undraftable guy. No, he. I mean, he's definitely QB two material. You're in a super flex league. He's a fantastic second quarterback. He can flirt with seven to twelve QB numbers. I give him a wide range because I'm not going to just look at last year and go, "It's happening again, boys." Get line up and get ready for the golf train. Uh, it's it's full full all aboard, full go again. But like the the range the range of outcomes has to be accepted. That he could be a seven to twelve, seven to thirteen overall quarterback, and sometimes the difference is big between seven and thirteen overall. Sometimes it's twenty five points. 
So I don't I don't think if I call golf QB 12 or 13 and someone got all their panties up in a bunch and got all upset about it, you could literally just look at them and say, bro, it might be 25 point difference between these guys. Are you really going to sit here and argue that he needs to be eight versus 13? You know that Aaron Rodgers could be 11 QB 11, but really score 20 points different than QB seven or eight. Like we, we sometimes what, how did a, how did a quarterback finish? Doesn't always tell a story. So Goff certainly in the cards for a low-end QB1 that I don't want as my QB1. I'm never going to want Josh uh, Jared Goff as my QB1. I just wouldn't. I'm going to draft a bigger-name player because that's how I roll. And if somebody loves drafting Goff and, and Pickett and a combination of those guys, and that's how they want to roll, then that's good for them if that's the way they build and the way they draft. But me, I'm, ne- I'm never going to own Goff as my QB1. But... As a QB2, a guy that actually lives at the bottom of the QB1s, he's fantastic. All right, uh, let's go to Ellen. Steven. Oh, go ahead, Bruce. One more one more thing. One more thing. If the uh, if the Seahawks do draft a receiver, what does that do for DK and, and Lockett? How does that affect their value? Uh, you imagine they maybe trade... I don't know if Lockett's going to get dealt or what. Um, he's been talked about. Let me pull up the most recent news on Lockett. But, you know, Lockett's been talked about as a potential, you know, trade guy. Not cut, I'm sorry, trade. Um, he's also, Lockett could have his contract extended to free up cap space. Who know, who knows? Tra- trade or, or restructure. But, I don't know. It's been talked about. I, I mean, they, they they signed Gino to a big contract, but yet they're they're very very in the Anthony Richardson, you know, sweepstakes at number five overall. And you know, I don't know that they draft a wide receiver at five. So t- tough to tough to know they'd have to trade down. So the Seahawks have this number five overall pick. They they would have to trade down from this pick. And they could take one at 20, though. They also have the 20 overall pick. So, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, let's say they go. Wouldn't it be crazy if they went Anthony Richardson at five and he fell and then they took, like, Quentin Johnson or they probably wouldn't take a similar DK Metcalf receiver. They'd probably go Addison. Can you imagine if they got Addison and, and Anthony Richardson or or uh, Zay Flowers and Anthony Richardson? Zay Flowers matches a Lockett type of player. So if they did end up trading Lockett or just kept him, that would be crazy. They'd have a, they'd have a massive upside for the future. If Seattle got Anthony Richardson and Addison, or Anthony Richardson and Zay Flowers, that'd be a phenomenal draft. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're looking at. I really don't know. Brucey, appreciate you. I'm gonna drop everybody off the line yep. after they ask their last question. Brucey, appreciate you, man. Wait, okay. All right. Yep. Appreciate you. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to uh, uh, Stephen. <laughs> Hey, Smitty, I got a question for you. Um, yep. I know that the draft is coming up. And I know it's uh, towards like the end, uh, end of this month, uh, the 28th, I believe. Uh, would you uh, be considering to do like a live stream just for uh, the, like the first round and get like your uh, live I, reaction to that? I always or, do, pal. Or are you just going to be so it's done? I'm always live during the draft. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Can, can we, will we be, will we be able to call in? Absolutely. Uh, during, like the draft if we're watching it? Okay. Absolutely, yep. I, I was, right, no. uh, I, I'm live every year during the draft, during the entire first round, um, a little bit before too. Sometimes I'm live like a whole hour or two before, 
uh, one time I went live, I want to say two hours, three hours before or something. I don't know. It'll be it'll be a long live stream, bro. Don't worry. No, I I, I just uh, just wasn't sure if you did that. Cause, yep. Uh, I, I know I've, I haven't been talking to you since like last year, but I just don't remember if uh, if I was talking to you during like draft during like the draft uh, time. Because usually I'm, I I am like watching it, but I don't know if I'm out or anything. But if if, uh, if I have a chance to call in during the draft, uh, I'll definitely call in. I, I didn't even know. Uh, it's so far away, I didn't even realize that you did that. Yep. All right, Steven. Appreciate you, man. Hey, Smitty, I got a question. Yeah, who's this? Fitzy. Fitzy, what do you got? I think I think Jordan Love has a chance to be pretty good this year, the sleeper quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him. I don't know, like, as a QB, too, like, taking him later in the draft. For sure. Like, maybe taking, like, a guy like Justin Fields and then waiting and taking a Jordan Love. Absolutely. He's he's probably my favorite second quarterback that you can get. You know, assuming especially especially if you like draft maybe Christian Watson with and then you get him. Yeah, totally so, love love Jordan Love at, at that QB two spot and 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 in super flex he's falling so far. Right, it makes me scratch my head why. Yeah, I don't know why. I think he could break out this year. Yeah, you're, 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 I think we're going to have a good, I think we're going to at least a good top like 8 to 12 QB season out of Jordan Love. And even if, let's say, he struggles to win games and he's developing, like I think he throws a lot. And I think Watson has a, Watson being matured and brought along is the best thing that could have ever happened to Jordan Love. If Jordan Love had to go out there last year without Watson being Develop developed, then I think Love would have yeah. failed. So it's, it's a critical, like, place that Watson's at right now to be a leader a veteran he's going to come in as like a third three and a half year receiver Watson because of what Aaron Rodgers did for him that's how far along he is mentally and physically Aaron Rodgers just does that fast tracks everybody yeah I would rather have Jordan Love over a guy like Jared Goff that was brought up earlier yeah personally so would I what's up Isaac Man. I would too, and I know that most people won't agree with that based on what happened last year, based on the weapons. But I like Jordan Love a little bit more than than Goff. But Goff's safe. Goff safer. Goff right, safer. Any than of the Love. weapons. Yeah, he's safer but, than Love for sure. But I 100%. just, I just for some reason I, I like Jordan Love too. But he, he definitely comes in more risk. All right, yep. Fitzy, appreciate you, pal. Calling later. All right, we'll have a good one later. Dakota Dave, Please. final thoughts. I don't have any. <laughs> All right. Appreciate I'll, I'll let you go. Appreciate you. Another time. Thank you. You too. Frankie, final thoughts. Who's the who's the running back in Miami? Who who we drafting over there? Probably Mostert, um, but uh it's a, it's a it's gonna be a rotation, of course, but Mostert and Wilson were both brought back. And I would probably lean toward Mostert, but I think they're both going to just be hurt at some point. That, yeah, they, hopefully they draft somebody. Same thing with Buffalo, I think. Damian Harris. They had a cool... Those uh, Miami Dolphin running backs had a very good year combined. Like, it was shocking when you looked at the numbers. 891 for Mostert. And then... Jeff Wilson Jr. had, uh, let's see here, so 891, and Jeff Wilson Jr. had, what was it, 
468. I, I was just shocked that they... I felt like they had a couple good games each and just reflecting back on it. But uh, yeah, I, I think if one of them started, it would be a 1,200, 1,300 yard, four, you know, back. 13, 1,400 yard back for real. I think if one of them could stay healthy. I'll, I'm really hoping they bring in somebody else. But um, looks like we got another. Who, who gifted more memberships? TMT gifted five YouTube exclusive memberships. Did I miss anybody else? We got East Coast Taddy and TMT. Please raise your hand if you gifted somebody mem memberships. Let's let's go. Appreciate you, buddy boy. TMT in the house. Um, yeah, good question. Anything else? No, that's it, Smitty. You're the best, man. Thanks a lot. All right, Frankie. Thank you. Ron Navy, are you awake yet? He's passed out. Ron Navy called in. He had back surgery. He's on the perks. He's on his uh, recliner. He's out cold. He's smart enough to mute himself. Or we, we'd hear him. Um, but Ron Navy on mute. We, we we put him to sleep. We tucked him in. That's all we can do. Ron Navy, I'm going to let you go. Appreciate you calling in and sleeping on the phone line. Our fourth sleeping caller of the year. Our four, We've had four people that we've tucked in the bed because this show is so soothing. That they just call into the phone line and just let Smitty tuck them in. I'm honored to tuck you all in at night. I truly am. There's a lot of people tell me they have their earpiece in. They leaned over in the in the fetal position, listening to the show and the replays. And uh, you know, just like those wives, those memes where the wife is looking, "What's my husband thinking right now? What's he thinking?" And he's just listening to the show. I take I take pride, and that's how the show is for for a lot of you. That's my goal. That's my goal. Ron Navy, I'm letting you go. Sweet dreams, young prince. I am out of here. I'm your man, Smitty. I'm live Monday through Friday. Every single Monday through Friday, I'm live from 7 p.m. Eastern till about 6.30, 7. Depends, you know. During the season, we've gone four hours on the 7 p.m. show. <laughs> like back to back. So it just depends what we got going on, how many super chats we got, what news we have. But today we went live for an hour and 45 minutes. So this is like not our longest show by any means. But we're going to jump out of here. I'm going to go get something to eat. I'm live 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. I'm live whenever news breaks. So if news breaks in an hour from now, I'm going to jump back on here. I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at midnight. That is not tonight. So I probably won't be live tonight at midnight or anything like that. Um, Peanut Butter Waver's FF show is part of the routine. Appreciate you. I will see you all later. Uh, Dan. Dan gifted five YouTube exclusive memberships dan thank you for letting me know dan the man dan the man gifting some youtube exclusive memberships dan appreciate you appreciate you appreciate everybody that super chatted uh super chats let me just go over these real quickly kevin appreciate your dollar 99 russian collusion appreciate you with a 10 spot bella check yourself with the five spot nate nate Dropping the monster. $20 from Nate. $20 from Nate. Appreciate you, Nate. William, Wild Bill, Brandon. Appreciate every single one of your super chats. You guys are absolute monsters. And on that note, I'm going to leave you with the Brees Hall video, the music video, above all music videos. Let's roll. See you all tomorrow or tonight if news breaks. <laughs>
or tomorrow before the 7 p.m. show of news breaks because that's how we roll later. Reese Hall is eight foot tall. He will always answer the mother freaking call. Don't let him fall. In the third, don't stall. Just give Batman the freaking football. He's brief. He's brief. He does a hull of a job. A hull of a job. A hull of a job. Reese Hall, please report to the moon. He does a hull of a job. Get breezed. Appreciate you, Isaac. Thank you, TMT. Thank you, Grim Reacher. Thank you, East Coast Taddy, like Mike said, for the very generous YouTube exclusive memberships. And if anybody else dropped those, I'm sorry I didn't know or hear or see. Appreciate you. Blind Larry wants the four horsemen. I'll do that on the way out as the final tribute to you all. TMT's the man. Jeremy, appreciate you. Matt, appreciate you. Goose, appreciate you. Silver Winter, thanks for being here. Hod, appreciate you. Golf, you're the man. Blind Larry, appreciate you. William. Samaji, he's decent. Decent. Older guy, though. Peanut Butter, appreciate you. Klondike in the house. The test. Mike. G Mike. Jeremy W. Hazelnut in the building. Later, everybody. I give you the four horsemen. Jamar Chase. Kenneth Walker. Reese Hall. Gil Burrow. All from the 1.1 draft slot. The four horsemen ride four horses all at one time. Giddy up.